0: check it out right now at gitladka.com Planleave.com. he comes from the HR tech space he fell in love with this project and engineered and built and said you know what I'm going to leave my full time job and I'm going to buy this thing he paid under We'll call it under six figures for it. Let the CTO, Jose, keep 20%. He owns 80%. And now he's using his network, his go how, and an SEO agency to get his first dollars of revenue. Already about three customers paying, call it, 50 bucks a month. So 100, 200 bucks a month in revenue, hoping to grow that to 10, 20, 30, 50, 100K a month in revenue. We'll stay up to date. Planleave.com. Check it out. Hey folks, my guest today is Andrew Geisel. He's the current CEO and co-founder of PlanLeave. His background includes leadership positions at PeopleSoft, Accenture, and other technology companies. Through six years at PeopleSoft, he drove strategic new market initiatives. And again, eventually now leading him to understand the importance of leave management for a good culture. That's what he's building at PlanLeave. Andrew, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right. So what does that mean, leave management for positive cultures?
1: Yeah. So, lead, well, two different things. Lead management itself has been around for a while. It's, it's essentially, excuse me, I have this thing popped up here. It's essentially um, the ability to track your employees' time off. So, um, why we say for positive cultures is you, you kind of started off with saying, I worked for a lot of big companies. And with that comes working with a lot of different technology and so forth. And I spent 20 years in HR technology itself and one thing that can be frustrating is cumbersome technology and so my attraction to plan leave it's so simple there's no learning involved i um, not trying to sound like a sales pitch just being candid mm-hmm. um it's just it just really isn't you can integrate easily it's basically cut and paste technology it's very Andrew, can, you, uh, can you make this
0: real for us can you can you use a real example so customer x uses you to do y when
1: they're on the platform
0: yeah t- tell me a story about how a customer uses you
1: yeah. So they they basically, they log in.
0: Um, and you're a real customer. Like if you can share one, is there a logo on your website you can say this customer uses to do X?
1: Yeah. So Cameo over in Spain uses the application and um, they basically have 40 employees. So they set up all their employees. We have a mass invite link. Um, to send out to all your employees. They log into the system. They have their own scaled-down dashboard specific to their kind of needs, so we don't overcomplicate it for them. That's different than the admin dashboard. But basically, they can submit an employment request. They can look at their teams to make sure there's not conflicts, and they can route that to their manager. They can do that through Slack. They can do that through email. Go through email regardless, but they can do it through Slack as well. And then it'll automatically, once it goes through the approval process, it'll it'll, it'll auto-update the Google or Outlook calendar. So really, from a user standpoint, that's it. The admin itself has a much kind of bigger view of it. Um, they have the full organization view. They can check for conflicts. They can do compliance. They can set up lead type designations if there's lead types that... Um, do not fit within our standard leave types. A good example of that would be FMLA, which is a federal kind of requirement that employees has to take a certain amount of time off uh, for family family reasons, unpaid time off. And then there's different state laws that vary and so forth as well. So that's
0: helpful. So help me understand, I mean, it sounds like you give an example of 40 employee team, which I would maybe put like big SMB to maybe small mid-market, but generally speaking, what's the average customer paying you per month or per year to use plan, plan leave?
1: Yeah, so we charge my employee $1.99, basically. Um, we start per at 30, month or year? Uh, per per month. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, we start at 30 employees. To be very candid, we we kind of fit two niches. We fit very well with companies that want to move off spreadsheets and we have pretty pretty solid ROIs built in, which I could walk you through if you wanted to, but basically. A Company with 30 employees would get like a 5x return on investment. A company with 50 employees would probably get like a 7x return on investment. And kind of but, but just
0: up. to understand cost of 30 employees at two $2 per employee per month, the, the average customer is paying you what 60, oh, 70 seven, bucks a month? 720 a year. Yeah, 60. 720 a, a year. Okay, interesting. Okay. And then I guess put this all on a big on a big timeline for us. When did the company launch? What year? Three weeks ago. Three what? Three weeks ago. Oh, three weeks ago. Oh, super new.
1: <laughs> We're super new. Yeah. And we just had a press release today announcing a lot. So we just got started.
0: God, okay. When was the first line of code written?
1: Uh, my, well, so my partner um, is still with the company. So that's kind of a backdrop story. I, I, I left my company. I decided I wanted to buy something else. Um, well, actually, I, I put all that in motion before I left my company. But I bought in the plan leave. I retained um, who's now my CTO, Jose Manuel. And he wrote it about over a year and a half ago. And he just never really had the time with, to do the marketing or anything else like that. And That's how we came together.
0: Okay, got it. So, did was it bootstrapped before you came in? Very much so.
1: Yeah. Okay. How did you find the deal? Found it uh, through which site was, like, was a micro acquire, I believe.
0: Okay, and what did you what did you pay or whatever you're comfortable sharing? There, help us understand how can com- be sort of in you are.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to share the, the exact amount of what I paid for the company or anything like that, but um, it, it was it was a it was a decent amount. To, to invest in. And we were putting a lot into the company right now.
0: Can you share a range? Was it more than six figures? No,
1: it wasn't more than six figures.
0: Okay, so you got it for under six figures. Did you buy 100% or just a, a portion of it to get control? It ended up being 80%. Okay, and then you left the 20% with this, the sense like head engineer, lead engineer. That's correct. Okay, and why was it faster for you to do this versus to build something new from scratch?
1: I'm not a technical person. So I originally kind of was doing this in the background for a while looking at HR technology. That's kind of my comfort zone. So that's just sweet. This was the first thing that I found that made a lot of sense um, and came together and that's how it happened.
0: What made sense? I mean, were they pre-revenue when you purchased it?
1: Pre-revenue, except for the company in Spain, so very little revenue to be very candid. yeah, it made sense. It wasn't really the money. It made more sense. Honestly, it was the user experience. Again, I'm kind of being redundant. I'm not trying to sell me. i very honest. It's just so simple and easy. That was my first attraction. Then when I jumped into the business But model, if it was so simple and easy, why
0: didn't it have more revenue?
1: He wasn't selling it. Um, Jose is a technical guy. I'm not a technical guy. So he really wasn't selling it or marketing it. He put it out there. And uh, I think he tried a few things. He tried some SEO. And it just never really took off. And you know, I can't speak for him. He's not here right now, but I can't speak to the whole backstory. But he just didn't have well, the it's your
0: money. Back. It's not his money that bought the company, right? It's your money.
1: It's my money that bought the company,
0: correct? Well, yeah, that's what I'm asking, right? So I mean, how did if he's not having any sales, like how did he know what to build if he's the tech guy? I mean, you make it sound like he's sort of a tech guy who didn't talk to any customers because there were none. He just sort of sat in a hole and built the thing. How did he know what to build?
1: that's good he really didn't have an hr background so i can't speak to that part alone but um and i never really asked him that question but he did do a fantastic job that's all i can tell you i mean i tested it out myself for a couple months before you know we were talking through it Um, Mm -hmm. it's solid everything was in place all the integrations worked just fine um so that's just the backstory um and then like i like where i was going on the business side as well i focus on another vendor um, specifically. And when I jumped into the model, the revenue per employee is fantastic. and That was attractive as well.
0: Uh, the revenue per employee at PlanLeaf?
1: No. At another company, I kind of compared it to. When I was kind of focused on the due diligence on the business side, I was focused on another vendor. And um, when I jumped into the business model, that was an attractive piece as well.
0: Sorry, I'm not following you there. You you wanted to buy something in this space and you were curious if generally the space had high revenue per employee. So you looked at one other vendor yeah. and it had a high revenue per
1: employee. Sorry, now there's two pieces. So the first piece was the user experience. That's what I fell in love with first. I'm just like, this is so simple and easy. And I understand more- that. Second part was when I started focusing on the business end of things, um, there was another vendor that I kind of focused on. There's a, There's a few vendors in this space um, but there's one specifically that they've done a pretty good job, and when I focus on the business model and the revenue per employee and kind of perform the calculations, that part was attractive. So at a high level, I mean, that's kind of why.
0: Like, what what would you consider a good revenue per employee in your space?
1: It's pretty significant. It's over 800,000 at least.
0: Um, significant is relative. What do you mean by that? What are you comparing it against?
1: I think 800,000 per employee is a pretty 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 nice return. Um, I'm comparing against this kind of common sense based on the investment. Our expenses are not that. I don't want to kind of give away everything if someone's going to be listening to this. But
0: Andrew, no offense, but there's not a ton of give away. You don't have any revenue? You bought it on Microquire where it's public anyway. People can see the whole listing if they wanted to, looking at the archives. So you're not giving away anything. I'm trying to learn, right? So when yeah. you say 800,000 revenue per employee, um, I'm just trying to understand how that drove you to buy a pre-revenue company
1: where there is no revenue per employee. Because I, I, with 20 years of my experience, I mean, I, I felt that I definitely, um, there, there's another backstory to this too, but with 20 years experience, I know HR technology, I feel pretty well working for big companies and startups. So I felt comfortable with the technology itself. I feel comfortable with my network and kind of where we're progressing in that area. Um, beyond kind of the direct customers, I think there's potential partner opportunities and self-service portals, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, within the HR tech space and, um, I guess that high level those for some of the some of the areas that kind of stuck. Yeah, out.
0: well, that's helpful. Look and look, we had Colin Day on many times, right? Be- before, and I saw you know yeah, I know you didn't at, at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so we had it on many times, right? And this was even pre you guys when before you guys broke a hundred million bucks in revenue. I think now you guys that company's up to three hundred, three hundred and thirty in AR. Um, and Colin's now not there. I think it's Steve Lucas is is running the show. But anyways, point being is you know what you're doing. You've been in the space. So so what's your playbook, right? How do you take this thing that has a great user flow within a great space? You got it for maybe a steal for under a hundred grand. What do you do? What are the first moves?
1: SEO to be very candid, that's where most of the money is focused right now. And that's where most of the attention is focused. It's, to, it's so people can find us, which you know what SSCO is. But that's the biggest thing. And then the second thing is, I think we have all the basic functionality in place. There's a few more things I'd like to do, but they're not major. It's really prioritizing and picking countries, markets to go to.
0: So So let's fast forward. Let's say you come back on the show in 12 months and you say, Nathan, the keyword that we worked really hard to rank for that has driven us the most traffic is X. What is that keyword?
1: Leap management in the U.S., but it varies on different countries in different countries. So, some so people will like
0: you that. not compete in the U.S. on purpose because it's too competitive? You'll do it specifically in
1: Colombia or somewhere else. You know, starting in the U.S., actually, from an SEO standpoint, it's the highest place. So, we're definitely going to do that first. Um, what do you mean the I, highest? What do you mean the highest place? If you, if you go through um, like the SEO data and you, you, fig- you find out who's doing the most searches, most of it's here in, in, in the US.
0: Well, but that also it's, also it's also the most competitive, right? Everyone else can see that and write ranks for that term. So how do you as a two-person startup break through the noise and rank number one for that term with a low backlink profile?
1: You well, know, I mean, the first part is, yes, I agree it's competitive because the HR is, I don't think it's as competitive for a standalone lead management company. If that's the direction somebody wants to go, and if you start going below lead management, going into vacation trackers, time off trackers, it's not that competitive at all, be very candid. So that part's pretty open for us, but the HRMS is our biggest competition because they're coming lower and lower into the space. There's like, I don't know, 40 or so SMB vendors that are pretty competitive.
0: So, so you I think, think that the, competitive you think the long tail keywords like vacation tracking is where you can excel?
1: Those are areas that we are focused on. Yes. That's from from the SEO I'm working with company. Um, that's the data we're finding that are the areas we're kind of focused on.
0: But Andrew, I mean, when I type vacation tracking into search, you know, the number one way to tell if something's competitive is is there an ad running against it? And then it's really competitive if there's multiple ads. Bamboo HR, Paycore, exactly. Hello Tilt, Vacation are all running paid ads against the term vacation tracking. How do you and then there's a bunch of very highly ranked places here. So when you say SEO is going to be your go to market, how are you going to outrank softwareadvice.com, vacationtracker.io and some of these other paid placements?
1: Well, I don't I'm first of all I haven't my personal opinion about the paid ads, but Bamboo I don't view as a direct competitor. We're standalone. So if you're looking for an HRMS, we're not your bet and we're going to be much more economical. Um, no, just, no,
0: Andrew, I'm just talking about SEO. I'm just I'm I'm asking questions based off your answers. You said that you want to go to market, your first move is going to be SEO. And I'm trying to understand how you plan to attack SEO. How how will you win in a market that's so competitive? You must have some unique mousetrap you're going to go after. I thought it was a specific keyword, but vacation is tracking is very competitive.
1: Those are the keywords we're going with. Those three.
0: Yeah, but so how do you that's what I'm trying to figure out. How do you outrank these? It's how are you going to outrank Bamboo HR which has a domain rating of over 80?
1: When I search in the US, honestly, when you get past those paid ads, and normally three of them are HRMSs, outside of Vacation Tracker, which is the only one that you mentioned that's not, I see it very easy from a lead management standpoint to be very on top from a standalone lead management company. So, I mean, when I put in my work, that's what I came away with. I'm not doing it right now, but that's what I came away with. I don't think it's that difficult, to be honest. You have to get past messages because we're not an HRMS. It's, you're going to be- Well, looking. Andrew,
0: it doesn't matter what you, I'm. I'm the way you get discovered here is the keyword that a user is searching in Google. So if you use vacation tracking or tracker, I'm just reading to you what already ranks there. You've got to outrank that to get that same traffic. It doesn't matter if you are a competitor to Bamboo HR or not. They're ranking for a keyword you said you want to target. How do you outrank them?
1: I performed all the same everything you just did right now, I did myself. And I saw the same ads too. And I saw the bamboos and I saw everyone else. To be very honest, when I walked away to perform the same exercise that you're talking about, I I don't see it's that hard to climb over the vendors that I'm worried about, to be honest. I don't really even see them on the first page. I see the HRMS on the first page.
0: Okay. Un- understood. But but again, if the HR messes are taking up the first page for that keyword, six
1: or seven dollars an hour. So you're gonna have a company or six six or seven dollars an employee at least, if not more. So this is much. It's a different animal.
0: Okay. It's like if we're all competing. If we're all competing for the swing set on a playground, right? And there's three other people on the swings, and you're like, they're not a competitor. That's fine. There's still only four swings. So even if you don't compete with them, they're still on the same swings that you want to be on. How do you kick them off? That's what I'm asking. It's not, do they compete with you or not? Are they cheaper than you or not? It's they take up real estate that you want. How do you get that real estate?
1: Again, when I performed the exercise, I didn't really see much of an issue getting there outside of the paid ads. I wasn't focused on the paid ads. On the paid ads itself, ignore
0: the paid. paid. Ignore the paid, skip over the paid. I mean, vacationtracker.io, softwareadvice.com, Clockify, Vacation. How do you beat Vacation Tracker? Clockify, at the time and tennis
1: vendor. Vacation Tracker is the only one that's a competitor. Software Advice is a company that refers people to other software. So, yeah.
0: Totally. It's like G2. They're all built on inbound organic SEO. What I'm trying to understand is like, what is your stress? So they each maybe have, I'm making this up a hundred backlinks to their pages. Unless you have some strategy to write a long form piece of content on plan leave with backlinks to it, you you won't outrank them on page one. That's what I'm trying to understand is how do you plan to actually tactically do that?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, as far as... I mean, you're talking some, some language. I don't know. And that's where I'm getting the help from my SEO firm. But I mean, as far as... Oh, you hired...
0: Partners, an, I thought SEO was part of what you you personally... You hired a firm to run this for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, now I'm more worried, Andrew.
1: <laughs> why, why is that?
0: Well, because SEO is not a thing that... I mean, it's really hard to just... Any SEO firm, agency that wants your money is going to tell you they can rank number one. And then they're going to say, guess what, it's going to take four years. You know? um but look look i hope it works i mean I, I hope obviously i hope it works i'm rooting for you but so seo those is your is there are there any other moves besides seo you plan to make to grow revenue get your first customer
1: i'm doing some of the software channels like gartner and so uh, forth. okay
0: organic or paid paid okay tell me more about that so w- what might you test on gartner next month in terms of ad spend
1: it's actually captaira specific um i paid okay. for top five placement
0: and, and what do you anticipate? It's like, do you need to get 100 clicks from there and convert 1020 to paid customer? How are you thinking about that?
1: I don't know if that ratio is accurate or not. I mean, the, the one challenge we have with that is lead management's not a very highly sought area. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still kind of in the figuring out phase with that one. But you okay. know, I'm the money up right now, and we'll see what comes from it.
0: Was there when you purchased plan leave? Was there a waitlist that came with it? Is there a group you can try and move to paid plan? Or no, you got to build
1: a waitlist? A group we can move to pay plan. I apologize. I'm, I don't understand.
0: Do you have a waitlist? Are there any free users that you can market to to
1: try and get them to pay? We have a free trial. Yes. But there was no waitlist. I'm sorry. My, my CTO, Jose, did not do any marketing, didn't do anything with the company at all.
0: Got it. So when do you... Uh, you're, you're pre-revenue today, right? Or do you have a customer yet after you we purchased a, it?
1: a couple customers, yes.
0: Oh, you do. You do. Okay, great. So how did you can get those customers? Where'd you get them from?
1: Jose got those in Spain and we got one just in Ohio recently.
0: No, no, Andrew, <laughs> like uh tactically. Did that come from a Captera ad? SEO, they were on the free trial. How'd you find it? Honestly, them? I mean,
1: SEO takes three months. We just started it three weeks ago. So I'm not expecting any results from that. Captera just started last week, to be honest. So I I I think it's foolish for me to be thinking too much about that right now. Everything I've been doing has been just kind of my no, direct Andrew, just working the,
0: Customers you already have. where they come? I'm just asking where they came from. That's all.
1: I'm sorry, the ones in Spain, Jose. That was pretty Pre me and then the one in Ohio is a friend of myself. Okay, got it. So you're selling into your historic, like sort of your old network, a friend that you have? I have to until things take effect. Yes.
0: Okay. Are you all in on this? Are you doing this full time? I am. Yeah. Okay. So how do, how, do you, how do you rate yourself, right? How do you grade yourself a year from now? How will you know if it's working or not?
1: I do have a plan. Um, it's been a while since I looked at it, but essentially what I want to accomplish ideally is once we get the machine going, is get it to at a minimum. Um, 14 clients per week, 15, 30, 45, 60, 50, 56 clients uh, per month, and so on. And that's where my numbers kind of came from.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But you've got three customers today paying you know, for whatever, 10, 20, 30, 50 seats. So it's like with 50, 60 bucks a month. So you're at your first 200 bucks a month in revenue, right? You got to start somewhere, right? Um, and you can keep growing that. Now, do you plan to bootstrap this or raise capital over time?
1: Plan to bootstrap it for now. Bootstrap it. Very cool. Um, Any
0: other acquisitions you're going to tuck in under this one or this will be the only one?
1: No, if there's any long-term plan, I think it it would be, again, since the attractions to the user experience, I think it would be way down the road to do a time and attendance system very similar and just kind of bolt them together. But Mm -hmm. um, it's a little premature to be thinking about that. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. And did you... um, I'm trying to look at your LinkedIn profile. You've got a bunch of stuff that it still says you're present at today, right? Are you still daily pay director of channel sales?
1: No, I left daily pay.
0: Okay. And then all the other stuff is advisor. Okay. Got it. So, but that was the thing you were doing full-time before plan leave. That's correct. I see. Okay. So did you leave uh, daily pay and then find plan leave? Or you waited to leave daily pay until you found plan leave? The latter. Ah, okay. So you found the target first and then quit the, full, quit the safety net and now you're all in. Yeah. All right. Well, we're rooting for you, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book.
1: Uh, I always like Bradley St. Ellis books. So God, we're going way back. But um, I guess it's Less Than Zero.
0: Sorry. So what's the title of the book?
1: Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero.
0: Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um, not studying. I don't really think I'm following anyone else. I have a lot of respect for Colin Day, which you mentioned previously.
0: Yep. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Planleaf? Uh
1: From a business standpoint or or something you use every day, a virtual, you know, to a tool that you use. Gosh, I'm bouncing around so many right now. Um, I'm using a back end kind of campaign manager on LinkedIn and seeing how that's working. But um, what's it called? Walexi. One Lexi? Uh, Walexi. I think it's W2A's Lexi. Interesting. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Varies. Dog woke me up at 4 a.m. last night. So that was probably like five hours. But on average, I don't know seven or eight.
0: And situation: married, single, kids. Single. Any kiddos? Can afford? No, no kids. Can afford? Right, no to kids. And how? And how old are you? Uh, I'm fifty three. Fifty three. Last question: something you wish you knew when you were twenty.
1: Oh, boy, there's a ton. Um, I wish I got married back then. It's a lot more complicated right now.
0: <laughs> guys there you have it planleave.com he comes from the hr tech space he fell in love with this project and engineer had built and said you know what i'm going to leave my full-time being i'm going to buy this thing he paid under we'll call it under six figures for it let the cto jose keep 20 percent. he owns 80 percent, and now he's using his network his go how and an seo agency to get his first dollars of revenue already about three customers paying caught 50 bucks a month so 100 200 bucks a month in revenue hoping to grow that to 10 20 30 50 100k a month in revenue we'll stay up to date planleave.com check it out andrew thanks for taking us to the top